Welcome to today's podcast. I'm Linda Brightman, your host. Today's podcast is called Finding Purpose, and I will be with Bill Yaunt today. Hi, I'm Linda Brightman, and I have authored books on your true identity and seeing yourself through God's eyes. How you see yourself affects everything you do, your business, your personal relationships, your success in life, and fulfilling everything God has called you to do. So I'm here to help you build and live in your miraculous identity. I will encourage you, inspire you, and speak life into you. And I will give you solid tools to renew your mind and transform your life from the inside out. This is a Miraculous Identity Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast of this week. I'm here with Bill Yaunt, a prophetic voice, good friend of mine, and we're talking about finding purpose. It's like everybody wants to know the purpose for their life, what they're to do, to find, to fulfill the purpose, to fulfill everything God has called them to do. And if I was speaking to a group of people and I said, how many of you want direction for your life? Like you're asking God for direction for your life. I'm telling you something. Hands would go up all over the room because I've seen it. We really want to know what we're here on earth to do, what our purpose is, and finding things to do that that have purpose, that are gratifying, fulfilling, that make a difference. And um, so I'm here with my friend Bill Yacht, and that's what we're going to discuss today on the podcast. So, Bill, welcome to the show. It's great to be here. Well, it's so good to have you here. You know, Bill, um, we talk on a fairly regular basis, and I know that it just so happens uh, you've been, you've written about finding purpose, and uh, you have a new book out, actually, called Handfuls of Purpose. Um, why don't you tell us about that? Well, it's a it's a book the Lord led me to put together recently, um, and I just felt like the title came to me, Handfuls of Purpose, and the subtitle is Prophetic Gleanings from the Fields of Life. And I believe as we grow and mature in the Lord, all of us are gleaning from our experiences in our everyday life through the years. and. And this this is what the book is all about, different gleanings that I've picked up uh, that that shows me my purpose as I continue to walk with the Lord. It just uh, becomes more clear. And one of the things I, I encourage people to do to start out, and you've heard this question before, what would you like to do? Many times as we seek God first, he puts that desire in us to will and to do of his good pleasure. And sometimes you've got to try things and do things to find out if it's the Lord leading you or just your fleeting desire yourself. And so I tell people, step out and begin to do something you, that you would like to do for the Lord and see if uh, the, the Lord approves, approves it by anointing it to bless other people. That's really good. Well, so let's say somebody steps out and try something. How do they know God's anointing is on it? Well, to my experience, if if it blesses people, 
God's in it. Because God's all about people. He's not about us uh, wanting to do something to bless ourselves. But God's purpose for our lives is always to bless other people. And uh, you've heard the whole saying, Jesus first, others second, and ourself last. But uh, I found if something I do blesses people and and they, you know, even let me know that it does, then I'm on a pretty good track that that's the Lord. You know, um, God is so relationship-oriented. It's He's all about our relationship with him and and really, and I mean, in my life, it's my relationship with other people is where I find the greatest value. And that's kind of what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's what connects us when when we're used to the Lord to bless people, and and I think the 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 blessing is part of building a relationship with others, uh, and that's and I think that's how it works, just like you were saying. So give me an example out of your book of uh, gleanings from life's experiences. Well, one of the chapters is, is called, um, Would You Play Second Fiddle for Me? <laughs> and, and, uh, and that's, uh, that's a great a little, title. Yeah. And uh, I, I discovered as reading about orchestras, um, one of the famous orchestra conductors uh, that ever lived said the hardest instrument in the orchestra to play is the second fiddle. And so it made me begin to ponder about the Lord and how God often wants us to humble ourselves and play second fiddle and and to really, you know, help raise others up to, to play the first fiddle, especially after we've played it long enough ourselves. And I just think, again, that that's part of relationship building in the body of Christ uh, as we humble ourselves and lift up others, I found out that's how God increases his anointing and approval on our own life. And uh, one of the things I bring out in, in that chapter is when you play first fiddle, when you play a solo part, all eyes are on you. But so is the enemies. And that's why so many people like Lone Rangers today and People even well known, if they if they don't stay humble, certain times as God uses them, then the enemy targets them out and uh, takes them out prematurely, of course. But I think God's calling many of us who've been well known and been used greatly of the Lord to humble ourselves, to raise up others, and become become second place or third place or whatever. And what what a second fiddler can do. I didn't know this until I studied it out. The one who plays second fiddle can help the first fiddler play better. In other words, there's a creative anointing on the the second place fiddler so he can cover even some mistakes of the the soloist or the first place fiddler who uh, sometimes makes mistakes. And that's about what love is all about covering up one another's faults instead of exposing them. And it's just all about God. I believe God is rather have an orchestra than just one person playing an instrument. 
I think it's just a blessing to the ears of the Lord, and and uh, it sounds it sounds beautiful to the world too because they realize hey they can be included in the orchestra God is building these these days. Boy, that's so beautiful! I never knew that, Bill. I never knew that about the second fiddle. I never knew that. Well, it's part of humility that God honors, and uh, it's a safe place. Um, there's times in my life when God's used me greatly that uh, sometimes I, I didn't stay below the radar, and I felt that like there was an extra heavy attack on my life personally at times. And it's, looking back in my life, 40 years with the Lord now, I, I realized I didn't stay below the radar like I should at times. And when I when I went higher than I thought the Lord wanted me to do doing different things, um, I realized now that the crosshairs of the enemy was on my life in those moments, and uh, when I felt like I wasn't wasn't humbling myself like I should. Sometimes we expose ourselves to the enemy, and he can take a shot at us. Wow. So. Since we're talking about finding purpose, then I, I guess is what you're saying that part of the finding purpose is having a willingness and to play second fiddle. You know, there are times when we all do that. I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I spent, you know, I spent years raising up and mentoring young women and um, so that they could really take off. I mean, I think that when people have a mentor, even me, uh, when people who speak into my life, it helps me so much to have mentors and people who have gone a little further than I've gone. Uh, it just, it's like they're uh, plowing the way before me. And and so I, in turn, I've done that, and I still do it for so many young people. And and so finding your purpose is about willing your willingness to be whatever position God calls you to be, to be humble enough to be second fiddle. Yes. And uh, we all should be, even, even in our early walk with the Lord, we should be passing things on to others, um, we should every one of us should be in a way mentoring somebody under us and yet we should always be looking at somebody over us to mentor us because that's how we all grow in the body of Christ is um giving out and then receiving from somebody over us that's just the way God puts um the body of Christ together do you have a prophetic mentor in your life I have several. What's that like? It's uh, it's it's awesome. <laughs> but then at other times it it's not so awesome because uh, it all comes through relationship. The longer I know somebody that's over me mentoring, the more honest I can be with that person, and they can be with me. And through through time, now it takes time to have to trust your mentor over you because you grow in relationship. But sometimes I can tell they love me enough to tell me what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. But I 
I can take it because it's coming with love. It's not coming with condemnation or anything. And uh, I've had mentors over me, uh, several even now, because I have a covering in the body of Christ in our church and so forth. And I'm covered by a five-fold ministry. And uh, I've known him for many years now. And and sometimes they'll speak correction into my life, but I, I receive it, maybe not right away, but as I pray on, I realize, hey, they're right. And uh, it's interesting that the longer I walk with the Lord and uh, walk with the few mentors he's given me over me, most of the times they're right and I'm wrong. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's really, that's cool. Okay, so I'm trying to tie this together with finding purpose. So it's, um, it's first you started with what, you know, asking a person, what would you really like to do and then do it and see if God blesses it, if you feel his anointing is on it. And you can tell that his anointing is on it if it, if it blesses people, but what you do blesses people. And then the second point was, would you play second fiddle? Would you humble yourself? Uh, to do that. I mean, I think we, there are times we play first fiddle, fiddle, and there are times we play second fiddle, don't you think? Yeah, there are times God highlights us in certain areas of ministry and doing things, and that's great. Uh, and I think, I think it's because He sees our heart. He sees a humble heart that's willing to do anything for Him and to start in a low place. Uh, for instance, I, 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 I ministered 23 years full-time in prison ministry, going into prisons, ministering to inmates. And, I, and I, as I gleaned in the field of prison ministry, I realized I gleaned more from the inmates than they gleaned from me. And, um, and I, never, I always wanted my own ministry, but only after 23 years working and ministering to inmates, did God begin to open doors for me to travel and minister to churches and the glow organizations and places like that? And I believe it all starts out with serving somebody or a ministry before God can trust us with their own ministry. You know what, Bill? I don't know if we've talked about this. Do you know I was I did jail and prison ministry when I lived in Denver? Did we ever talk about that? I don't think. I don't think so. Yeah, well... I did. I went into uh, Denver County Jail and Jefferson County Jail uh, for about mm, three-ish years, give or take, and I learned so much ministering to the inmates. You know, first of all, when you do that, you have got to really, really learn to listen to Holy Spirit because yes. they know if you're on or off they know if you've got it or if you don't and right. it could be i mean they could chew you up and spit you out you had you've got to i i want to say know what you're doing but it's really listening to the holy spirit to know what to do right i mean he yeah. when i when i went in he would i'd open my mouth and he'd fill it and i had to trust you know, not to mention that it's not exactly safe. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I went in, we didn't have guards in the room with us. It was just us and the inmates. Right. Is that what it was like for you? Yeah, I even went on cell blocks, whole cell blocks, and they'd lock me in 
of course they 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 had the inmates locked in also but i was on the outside but um yeah it, it's a, it, it's risky but if you know god calls you to do certain things for a period of time there there is safety and there's respect they really respect you for coming in yeah and uh, yeah they know the scripture most inmates know the bible but they never had a like a father or mother a family figure to help confirm their love and things like that but the thing is when you step out and do something the lord will usually start you first where it's it seems like it's in, not very ministry but god many times will test us to see if we're willing to do the little things in order to grow into the bigger things of his because jesus even said in the scripture what you do to the least when you go visit an inmate in prison you're you're going to visit jesus and there's a blessing yeah. serving in the low places as god leads us um sooner or later he he tests us to see you know street people hospitals prisons and so forth like that there's always always something a great need when we're willing to do something for god he'll he'll start us out in those kind of places and yet it's very important to god that we don't forget these kind of people because that's what where the heart of god is you know see this is another key in finding purpose it's um going into places like this like we did the jails and the prisons that can be homeless it can be whatever it's it's a an act of service um but it's kind of it's like part of our a key part of our training and obedience and yielding uh so that so that our purpose, I think, Bill, that our purpose is continually unfolding. It's like it's it's an ongoing process. You know, I didn't set out to be a writer, and now, and I don't know if you did, but now this is what we both do. Right, that's true. Well, I think of, of Joseph. What Joseph went through to get to the palace to 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 lead a whole nation. Uh, he started in the pit, betrayed. He was he was uh, wrongfully accused to Potiphar's house. He spent time in prison, and uh, the Lord placed him in these places to prepare him to become what God wanted him to ultimately become. And God will, when we want to serve the Lord, we have to be open. Say, Lord, what do you want to do? Not so much what I, you know, we can check our heart and god puts the desires in us but sometimes god will allow us to be willing to go places and do things that's not very exciting but that's that's where we grow around all kind of people this is so interesting to me uh, as we're talking because i'm seeing that the progression of unfolding purpose uh, that our purpose isn't just it's not a static one thing it's an unfolding the purpose is unfolding in our lives and um uh it continually evolving and changing and and it involves our character growing and developing in in his likeness and the purpose continues to blossom and mature do you just do you follow what i'm saying yeah yeah it's, it's 
Yeah, it's it's um, beautiful in God's eyes when when we're we become, you know, we can be known for writing or known for singing or uh, other things. But again, we're always reminded we're servants. That means we serve others, and not to expect people to serve us. Yeah, that's really what all purpose is all about. Is that we come to serve and not to be served. I mean, I think as you're in relationship, this is what I'm finding, um, because right now I'm I'm also I'm releasing a book and I have a team uh, that's helping me do that. And so they're helping me and serving me in that way, and I'm also, you know, serving them back. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, when I write and release books, Bill, I'm real clear that it's not all mine. It takes a lot of people for the word to come out of me. It's a lot of, for you know, it's not just me. It's a, it takes a lot. So much is involved for the word, the message that's in me to, to come out, whether it's just come out of my mouth to speak in a meeting or to come out of my whole being onto paper in the, in a book form. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? It's like there's a whole, a whole lot of people that have ministered into my life and that I'm in relationship with that, um, birth the, the books and the even in the messages that we give. Yes, I I can uh, remember at least a handful of people that spoken into my life that that's the reason where I'm at today with the Lord and what I'm actually doing. Uh, and uh, you never forget those those people that have spoken into our lives at the right time and. We find out even years later that those were people that God sent to encourage us and and so we could keep going when the battle gets rough. You know, I have one more question, Bill, and before we close off this podcast, and um, and that is what what is the Lord saying to you today for the body? Be flexible. I believe the whole body is going through a great transition period. We have to be flexible with one another and uh, and not be critical. Be careful we don't we don't allow hurts to come between us and other members of the body of Christ because again we 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 don't grow alone. We grow with people as we grow in the Lord. And uh, it's just like, I just feel like transition is how we continue to find our purpose in the Lord. It's through relationships with the body of Christ, and uh, especially we're going to need each other as the days continue to come before the Lord returns. Because we, I often say to people, you you won't be able to define yourself or know who you really are until the body of Christ begins to affirm you and believe in you. And just like wow. the few people spoken in my life through the years, they believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. They spoke in my life. A lot of people don't realize God himself believes in us. 
he sees us as as great men and women and great children of the Lord, and uh, that's why he's, he's always calling us forward to do something to find out. Sometimes we have to do something to find out it doesn't work. So we can <laughs> go on and find out what does. And so I would say, yeah, as we're transitioning in the body of Christ, we're all growing together. Be careful we're not growing apart. Because we're, we're going to, I remember um, about 10 years ago, I had a relationship problem with a, a brother in the Lord who had a ministry. And I got offended by him, and I said, Lord, I don't need him in my life. He's he's hindering me, upsetting me. And the Lord spoke this word to me. And, in fact, it's in my book. My new book is on Amazon now, Handfuls of Purpose, in a certain chapter. The Lord said, hey, son, listen carefully. Before you cut him off of your relationship, you're going to need this brother and his ministry five years down the road for you to get in the purpose in the place I have for you. Wow. And boy, that that shook me, really. Wow. I I repented, and it was exactly about five years later that that brother and his ministry began to launch me further into God's kingdom. And you know what God said? It's in the book, too. Don't burn any bridges behind you. You don't know who you're going to need next week. Boy, that's good. Yeah, it's sort of, it's sort of the fear of God. We don't realize, I mean, how we relate to one another in the body of Christ. We, we relate to Jesus. That's how it works. Boy, that's good. That's a good word. Well, I want to say to our audience, they can get your book on Amazon, Bill. Yeah, it's on there. Also, the Kindle's on there. Great, and it's called. Handfuls of purpose. So, um, okay, so people can find it on Amazon. And Bill, uh, tell us your website so people can find you there. It's uh, www.billyunt.com. All right, good. Well, Bill, thank you for being on the program today. And, um, you know, I think, uh, would you close us in prayer today about? you know, about finding purpose. Uh, just pull, it, pull all of this, uh, our conversation together and give us a closing prayer. Would you do that, Bill? Sure. Father, I just thank you, Lord. We were created for a purpose, your purpose, not, not anybody else. Uh, it, people can't tell us what to do, and they shouldn't. But you're the one who created us, each of us, and you know exactly the works we were born to accomplish for your glory, even great exploits, your word tells us. So, Lord, I just ask that your Holy Spirit just begin to go into the hearts and minds of the people listening right now, and and your Holy Spirit would just whisper and make it very clear, Lord, with that still small voice or sometimes you shout so we don't miss you, what your purpose and will really is for us. And, Lord, we just know that as we put you first, you begin to put your desire for what you have for us to do, so we actually enjoy it. There's no greater joy than to be in the center of your will, Lord, and nothing else really satisfies until we're stepping out, doing what you create us to be. And, God, I just release 
these people today. I bless them in every area of their life. And, God, I just pray, and I believe you're saying to everyone listening, as we put you first, you will not let us miss you. We won't miss you. You're going to order our steps, order our stops, and connect us with the right relationships to make us further to be able to do what you want us to do and greater things than what you even did. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bill, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you would like to learn more about your true miraculous identity, please go to my website, lindabrightman.com. I just released a book called Miraculous Identity, and you can join my launch team on my website and get more information. Thank you. See you there.